Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. This is Spiritual Business Spotlight, and I am talking with Susan DeFriend. Is it, did I get it right? I am so bad with the pronunciations. Hello. Hi. Hi, <laughs> Sue. How are you? <laughs> All right. How are you? And you are the a mystic coach and mentor. The heart- an, an intuitive coach, and I call myself a heart whispering mystic. Okay. And that's your website, Heart Whispering Mystic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now what does Heart Whispering Mystic mean? That's, that sounds so uplifting and really gentle. Well, I'm an empath. And so the way that I work with my clients is through connection through the heart. So heart whispering, I really am able to bring out what their heart wants them to hear. So in that sense, that's the heart whispering part. And I, I'm changing often, but mystic is the best way that I see myself. Um, There's a little witch in me. There's a little, you know, channel in me, all of that. But I feel like mystic brings it all together. So I came up with this title. (laughs) I like it though, because it's, it's nice. You know, like you said, there's the witch part in there, there, when we were talking the other day, I think you mentioned like, there's an alchemist part in there. Yes. And mediumship that you're opening up to. And so how did you start like, what was your first notion that you had some gifts? Wow. I think I've always had it since I was a little girl. Um, I wouldn't say, I, I can't really recall all of the things, um, definitely not on this call, but um, <laughs> I always was uh, deemed the lucky one in my family. And so they would give me like the scratch lottery tickets because oh, nice. Susan always wins. And I would know before which cards would win and which wouldn't things like that. And my parents would enhance those times, but other times when I would have like thoughts or feelings, you know, intuitive hits as we call them, (laughs) it was dismissed. So there was like this mixed kind of message about being that. Um, I can remember times where like when I was nine and at school, the teacher came up with a game, pick a number between one and something like 50. And she went down the, you know, some big prize that she had that she wasn't telling us. And I knew the number right away. And she went through the rows of kids in school. And I said the number, but I didn't just say the number. I was like 45, 45, and really like high vibing it out. And everybody's like, (laughs) and then everybody's jaw dropped when it was 45. (laughs) Right. You know, but I had already known. I had a lot of stuff like that. When I was a kid, I was bullied a lot when I was little. um, And I never understood why I'm um, in the process of writing my book right now about it, um, that sensitives and empaths tend to attract their bullies, but we don't, we don't know that. Like, it's just because of our energetic fields are so, you know, we're very expansive, whether or not we're doing anything with our physical being. So I'm, 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 I'm finally really understanding all that stuff about myself anyway, (laughs) kind of went off. But since I was a little girl, I know that I've had these gifts. Right. And, and I love that, that you're sharing your story and how this unfolded for you in a book format, because I feel like right now 
we're on a precipice of a new level of understanding sensitive people and, and mystic experiences, psychic experiences and intuitive experiences. Yeah, I agree. I see it everywhere. Um, in fact, last night I was on, um, my, my coaching, uh, training has like where I got my coaching training, they have group events every once in a while. And I've been really wanting to get back into that to see how the coaching has evolved (laughs) and also to connect with other coaches. And we had a course on Akashic records and how to bring that into your coaching. And I was like, yes, and yes, so, right. Right. <laughs> and it was amazing um, because the way that they were teaching coaching. So I've been a coach for seven years now, and I knew that there was some spiritual stuff built, baked in right. without the wording. And I met the woman last night who helped push that along in the background. So it's a pretty well-known organization too, but her brother was one of the founders. And she said, I've always done Akashic record readings and I helped some of the methodology of the coaching, but they, and as I said to my husband last night, I knew that when I went into these classes that they are having the conversation that spiritually gifted people are going to understand, but corporate kind of intellect people, um, it's like meeting us halfway. And I think that was brilliant that they did that, but I'm really delighted to see this evolution happening, even with one of the oldest coaching institutions. So I'm, I was really delighted last night. (laughs) No, that sounds Um, exciting. Yeah. Yeah, and especially how she was showing how to do it because I've already been kind of doing it that way. And then that was like validation. Always use my coaching as the framework to hold the space. And that's exactly what I do because we do get a lot of channeled messages and it's, and so the training that I got was to invite the client in on the experience because it's coaching is about empowering people what I can do, I believe firmly everyone else can. Now, maybe I have it a little bit more than the rest, but it's, we all have these abilities within us and we've just pushed them down over time. That's, that's my belief. And, you know, I I'm open to other people's beliefs too, but I feel like it's something we can strengthen. Well, I, I definitely agree. I feel like it's something that we were kind of, um, encouraged not to use by a variety of different sources because it is empowering and it is a source of power, um, personal power and personal decision-making rather than allowing yourself to be dictated to. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And when people are self-empowered, they're not easy to manipulate (laughs) Um, and make them, you know, so sorry, that's a big, you know, opinion of mine, but Um, it's, and it's also harder to teach, but not really. I mean, that's just something we've bought into. It's easy to understand intuition when you know yourself, let's put it that way. Right. Right. But but how do you format it in a school form? Like, I think people are reaching into the school format and starting to teach self-empowering things, but for people like us for generations, we've learned it to shut it down. So Mm -hmm. anyway, well, and not to go off topic, but when you think about um, how witches, witch hunts 
and anybody who connected with spirit or received messages or channeled or went out in nature and picked, you know, which, um, because I have a friend who he was like walking around and he was thinking about a, a Reiki client and this, this plant was like, Hey dude, Hey dude, got a message for you. You yeah, know, cool. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and so we've been taught though, those voices don't listen to them. They're fake. Um, yeah. And also like, don't talk about that stuff with other people because that could get you in trouble. And even in today in different parts of the world, it could still get you in trouble. Yes. And that's actually part of what my book's about because huh. I'm not trying to plug my book here. Plug away. <laughs> but, I mean, that's but, part of, but it's part of my story. Um, I've really been diving deep into this because my spiritual awakening was in 1995 and, you know, people talking online about this stuff was a not, I don't even think we had much of an internet back then. Mm -hmm. So not having coaches and mentors and people, what happened to me was I ended up in a mental hospital. Oh gosh. And because that's how Western civilization, we've been so disconnected to the indigenous peoples who could say, Hey, Oh no, she's having a spiritual awakening. She's not mentally ill. And, um, and I've heard like, uh, Colette Baron Reed. Do you know who she is? Mm -hmm, She also had a situation like that where she was getting diagnosed incorrectly. So back in the nineties, a lot of people were coming online, but we, I call it online spiritually awakening. (laughs) Um, you know, the original online, (laughs) Not getting online on a computer. Um, <laughs> got to define my own terminology. A lot of people would go seek help because it's overwhelming in a lot of ways. And Reiki wasn't offered because back in the day, traditional Reiki was only for the devout sacred. Um, so there was nothing out there. Like you really had to go and look. And so my, um, the reason why I do what I do is to help people who open, who open and, and become spiritually awakened, understand their gifts, um, and also understand how to not run away with them because the ego will also get involved. And then you'll feel like the Supreme being <laughs> all mm-hmm. kinds of things will happen. And, um, without some anchor and protection, you can really, I mean, I tell it in my story, it got scary fast and I, and I, you know, I don't want to scare people. That's not the point. I want to help prevent that and let them know that there's other people like you and me out there that are helpful in this sense. So it is part of my, you know, that's the reason why I, I became that I eventually branded as a heart whispering mystic, but mostly to coach people who are in this space. You bring up so many great points. I'm just like, which one should I, I focus on first? But like you said, I mean, it can, when your gifts start really opening up or when you even start experimenting and exploring, it is good to have a mentor who can help you protect your space, shut off the messages like, hey, we have nine to five office hours here. And boundaries. Um, Yep. Yeah, exactly. Even with the other side, you have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And also how to protect your space, because unfortunately, 
like you said, these are the things that have been lost to Western society because we have completely severed a lot of the traditional roots or the ways of learning from generation to generation from one another, especially, I mean, these things travel in family lines. And like you said, might not be just family lines. It might just be that we're all able to do this and we never had guidance on. Because of the way the planet has been running and um, I don't want to go down that road for too long, (laughs) but (laughs) there's a reason why we're having a lot of awakenings. There's a reason why there are more empaths on, in, on the planet or, um, you know, normally they're 20% of the population. I feel like I'm, I'm bumping into way more empaths than normal and I'm happy for that. But, it, um, but, you know, empaths are naturally here. We're natural healers. We're naturally, we understand energy at a level that most people have to learn, Right. but they're walking around, not knowing their empaths. And so they're always stressed out or they, you know, so even at the, even if you don't want to become a mystic and all that stuff, just knowing that about yourself can be so freeing, you know, like, Oh, when I'm in a group, I'm picking up the energy of the entire group. And if there's one bad egg in the group, I'm really super focused on that person, but I don't know who it is or where it's coming from. I feel horrible after I leave. I don't like groups anymore because I feel I mean, just knowing why and knowing how to enter a room protected, you can have your own power back and enjoy people more like that's number one. Um, And being sensitive is an intuitive power, a gift, you know, power. (laughs) Um, It's called clairsentience. And and I think they have a new Claire where they call it Claire empathy. But um, I always stick with the the four Claire's because those are the ones I know. Um, but clairsentience is where you feel with your whole body and empaths feel other people's feelings and emotions. So it's a little bit, there's a nuance there, but anyway, so being sensitive, and that's what I say to people, you already have an intuitive gift. If you're sensitive. Ooh, nice way to put it. I like that. Yeah. 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 Because sensitivity for, and, and luckily we're evolving out of that like fifties, um, you know, like drill sergeant mindset, like buckle up, you know, you, you're just being weak. You're not. And people are yeah. like, Oh, I have feelings, you know, and feelings are important. And, and, you know, and yep. being able to connect with other people's feelings is a superpower or actually being sensitive to what they're going through and being able to like put yourself in their situation. Yes. Well, yes. It's a, it's a double-edged sword. If you don't know what's happening, Um, there is a thing called empowered empath and Dr. Uh, Judith. Yeah. Her name's Judith. (laughs) I know too many things. (laughs) Dr. Orloff, she teaches about empowered empath. And that's the place where I think um, you're more effective as a healer if you know not to let all of the energies in. So again, this is about protecting your energy, but it's even more than that. Um, I feel like I've been doing a lot of work lately and now I understand what an empowered empath is. (laughs) Because usually with my clients, I'm so immersed in their world, I'll get clairvoyant visions of their uh, past or all, I'm so connected if it, and it's from the heart center, they have to be open and trusting me. It doesn't work any other way for me. 
But um, what I noticed is lately, because I've been doing some extra work, I'm not so in it with them that I'm crying and I'm upset. And so there is some inner work that an empath should also be focusing in on. Like, you know, it, it's good to be with other people and understand what they're going through, but all the time, yeah, that's where a lot of us have immune, autoimmune diseases. We're tired a lot. Um, and a lot of empaths do take on people's illnesses. Sometimes there's those really super duper empaths who become ill. Right. If they have somebody in their house. So I'm, you know, I have my own stuff, <laughs> but, but it's important to clear too. And I think that's another thing that gets lost um, in the shuffle. Like the three things I always tell people who work with me, cause I work with sensitives, obviously I call it the cap method, clear anchor and protect. Ah, nice. Yeah. And it's easier. I mean, anchor is also another word for grounding, but I wanted a nice acronym. <laughs> Yeah, totally, totally. And I mean, I just had somebody the other day reach out and say, oh my God, I went to a parent teacher conference and I was exhausted for a half day the next day. And I said, well, here's a quick tip because there is a lot of fear on the planet and we're getting, you know, we're going back to school and parents are scared about their kids. I'm like, I can only imagine what you picked up in that, in that conference, you know? Um, how are we going to do this? And is, you know, depending on what country you are, you know, the kids need to be masked and it's a lot more for parents right now. And so, and the kids too, everybody's like this and it's all out there. If you're walking around, not knowing you're not sensitive for sure. I know for the last year, I, I like, no problem. I'll stay home. Right. <laughs> and then my illness kicked in. You oh, must no. stay home. <laughs> you can't go out there, right. but in a way, um, and you know, uh, I was, I was afraid. That's why, you know, I was afraid as most of us have been. So understanding that about yourself can really, you know, help you reintegrate into society. I feel right. like. Right. And fear is a normal reaction to what's going on, because I know that there is this love, either it's love or it's fear, but, you know, on the one hand, we are human and we have these experiences and we're grieving the loss of, you know, society or, or interaction as we had known it before. We don't know really how to project into the future, but part of it has brought us really back into center and learning you know, like you're saying, okay, these people are what I think one of the things, sorry, I just was like, blah, blah, blah. Um, I know, let it happen. But also the internet is mm-hmm. a source of uh, yeah. like, the, not okay. only the EMFs from the electricity and the hardware and the software and the electrical output, but also the energy that's on the internet is it's and I mean month one of the pandemic I'll never forget because we got like billions of more people online all day long who usually were at work so billions I don't know maybe I don't know but all of a sudden all these new businesses opened up all these people are online I was like 
whoa. And, um, and I highly re- recommend if people in your audience aren't already doing this, just a nice little reminder, sage the front and the back of your computers and your phones. Um, usually I have cellulite, uh, on my computer, no matter who I'm talking to, because I have a great connection with you, Sue, but I don't know what's in the background of the zoom. You know what I mean? Right. Way more energy than just you and me. And so it's always good. It's good to be conscious of wherever you're going. You know, there's more energy than just, you know, the best place is nature because it's regenerative. Right. But when you're in a conference room with people, there's other energy running around that we can feel but it's happening at such an invisible level. And I forget too, you know, I have my handy tools, like just focusing in on my feet to ground to mother earth or, you know, little protection spells I can do in the moment or wearing bracelets that help me, you know, (laughs) just little, and that's the little witch in me. Um, you know, and I like, I like the Wicca and pagan, um, I don't know if you call them religions, but anyway, I I usually call it because they connect with earth. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of people realize with the pandemic. I need to go outside. I saw more people outside than I had in, and here in the Netherlands, people are always riding bikes, whether it's raining or sun. I mean, they're really used to being outside, but now it just seemed it was a source of well-being, not just a source of getting from point A to point B, or they say Z normally. But anyway, <laughs> um, and also what I noticed with the pandemic, you had to make eye contact more. I was so grateful for that, you know, because you had to check in with people, you know, whether it was fear or love, we were still making eye contact because right. you all this out, you couldn't, you know, you can might, you know, Irish eyes smiling, maybe. <laughs> But, you know, most people are, you know, checking and it's been like decades and I've been living in Europe for the last 12 years. They have a different way of interacting, but making real eye contact with human beings, Mm -hmm. strangers, Mm -hmm. we don't do that much anymore because we've learned to not trust one another. So I think that's also a gem that's come out of, I don't know, now that we're all going back into whatever this, we want to call this new phase, <laughs> getting back to work and stuff. I can see us shutting down again, which I'm kind of, I'm sad about that, but um, hopefully we can, you know, keep an equilibrium of it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Because there was, it, it just, there was a huge shift and so much potential and possibility and everything opened up. But the fact of the matter is it's going to really require a lot of change. So, so connecting with energy and being outside and connecting with each other on a completely different level and centering in the moment. Yeah. Present moment, big time. Yeah. Especially if you have kids at home that you had to homeschool all of a sudden. I noticed with my daughter, she's at that age where things start to change, um, at least for girls. I don't have a little boy, but I've done some studies and they say around nine is when their self-esteem drops. And uh, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. We have a lot of messaging that we say to little girls Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, 
like we reward them for being pretty instead of their abilities. There's a lot of people doing good work out there to help change that. But anyway, usually around nine is where it drops. And since she was home, I was like, oh my God, you know, she was saying some of the same sentences that I hear from my clients. She was eight and seven and eight is what, you know, for her. And I was like, okay, got to use my life coaching skills. We're going to make some affirmations and post them up on your wall when you're working with your, you know, the class, because this environment is new to them Mm -hmm. because they're under 10. They're not used to being on zoom. And there was this competitiveness that was like ramped way up because of, because for them, I mean, what I kind of understood is most of the time computers for kids at that age is about games. Mm -hmm. So it felt like a game and she felt slow and not smart. And I'm like, well, is that how you feel when you're in the classroom? No, because she couldn't see everybody answering, right? They're sitting at a table. So that whole dynamic came really alive too. And I was like, whoa. So I'm also grateful for that because we got a chance. And I know a lot of moms were burned out about it. I mean, I don't aspire to be a a stay-at-home homeschooler. I really appreciate that. But um, I got to see what was going on all the way around what they're getting taught, what her homework looks like, you know, I mean, at seven and eight, they don't have a lot of homework, how the teacher was teaching. I could sit behind the computer and listen. Like that was kind of a cool experience. Um, But also I get to see kind of the bad side of things. So, but then it gave me a signal to help her more. Anyway, there's so many gems that came out of this, I think. And also some struggles. I mean, as we know, anyway, I don't know. We kind of went off on a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think it's important too, like, like you were saying, you know, just to find those gems, you know, everything has shifted and it's really important when you, that helps to ground you so completely because you're just like, not focused on what if what's going to happen, da, 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 da. You're like, what's going on now? How can I be present in this moment? And then it connected you with your daughter a lot more. And and so things like that might not have happened in the same way had the world been completely different. Right. And you can see now all of the different places, myself included, where we have gone into automation on things. Right. So she's off to school. I don't have to worry about that. Right. There's in places I had to kind of oh, you know, I am raising a highly sensitive person. And that's why it was hard for her to be in front of a, and these are the reasons, not to mention the self-esteem thing, but also she's not used to this. And it's, it's, I mean, I had moments where I couldn't be on another damn Zoom call. I'm sure there's people in your audience are like, yeah, it's like, there's not enough sage in the world. (laughs) And it was like, you know, too much exposure um, in some ways. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And that I think kind of bubbled up into this boundaries thing where boundaries became, because when you're at home, when you're working from home, you and I both know it's easy to like, just get sucked in and be completely outside of your body for the entire day. And not grounded and, and, um, I'm all like, where am I going with this? But, um, 
yeah exposure is what I said yeah oh yeah the overexposure and then just being on so much more often you know when you don't have to yeah yeah and and like going back to like all these people being online all of a sudden and if you've been a business for a while that also within me I'm like wait I've been here the whole time, you know, that kind of came up and now I have to be on more and all of this. Uh, yeah, there is a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> and you know, in a lot of ways, I don't think we're over that hump. Like I'm, I'm seeing how for me, I have a way of getting through the tough times, you know, the fifties kind of soldier up kind of thing that you were mentioning and get through it. And I am in a process of deconditioning as a, as a spiritual guide coach, I don't, I want to live the way I work and, and teach and coach. I don't want to be on computers all the time. I can see how much it drains me. And then when everybody gets home, I'm like, I didn't have enough time for, to myself. Wait, I had the whole day, <laughs> you know, like what, what was I doing with my day? So I'm, I'm learning to build in for instance, a call with you or this interview, and then afterwards get on a bike or go for a walk or, or I like to vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can come over here. I have two dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, and it's just this motion of, and then I can kind of, the white noise kind of takes me to a different place and, you know, just finding those little things that has helped me kind of not be on the computer and stay grounded in what I want to do and how I want to run my business. But, you know, and, and that's a process too, um, of unlearning really. Right. And I love that too. Like you're building this into your time already so that, you know, okay, I have this hour, I'm going to talk to Susan, or if we talk for two and a half hours or something like that. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay. And then I'm going outside. And yeah. Yeah, that's so important, especially for sensitive people, especially for empaths. It's just like cutting that connection. Even if you, you know, take the moment to say, you know, yep. you know, it's, and if you can't go outside, cause I'm looking right now and it's pretty dark out there. Um, you can bring elements of nature inside. So plants downstairs, I have a Himalayan salt um, lamp that's on every morning. Um, crystals or normally I have a candle in the background, but just things that make you feel, you know, I'm outside because that was something I also had to dip into a little bit because going outside was, um, my immune system, mm-hmm. um, is it's working, but the way, <laughs> but because I have this illness, the way to help my body have less pain, I use some medication and that suppresses my immune system. So <laughs> there are moments where I'm like, okay, I don't know what's out there. And, and for me, I just, kind of focused on how can I bring the inside, the outside in, you know? So, and that's also helpful. I don't think you, you don't have to be a nature lover 100% of the time, but empaths do get a lot from connecting with nature. So, you know, I started growing plants, which, you know, and focusing on nurturing that and, and connecting with that plant with love. And, and I mean, that's amazing right there. But anyway, I don't know. We're going so many different places, Susan. So I don't know. 
<laughs> I, hope, I hope this makes sense to everybody. <laughs> I like nonlinear anyway. So it's yeah. just, and I also think it's really important too. We're coming on fall. So in the Northern hemisphere and yep. people are going to, again, be kind of confined, especially city people are going to be a little bit more confined. And so bringing those elements like plants, like crystals, like a salt lamp, like mm-hmm. candles that, you know, even taking a salt bath. Um, oh yeah. I was going to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it's just yeah. a way yeah. to kind of rinse. And it also is so clearing for your energy. It's clearing for your energy and it's healthy for your body. Um, right. And I take one every day. So it's pretty much my, because it's, I'm, I have to clean my body anyway and, and clear my aura, um, mm-hmm. and, and gives me a moment of, you know, self-care and self-love and I can put oils in there and just really do it up. And I know I'm doing the C method. It's part of the cap method. I'm getting the C done. Right. <laughs> um, right. So anyway, yeah. I love Epsom salts and magnesium salts is really good anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And those are things too, like as we're exploring self-care, as we're exploring energy work, as we're exploring all of these things, we're finding out that actually, yeah, your energy body is totally a real thing. You know, I I hate to put quote unquote on it, but it's totally a real thing and it totally affects your pain levels, your yep. overall health and well-being, your energy, of course, you know, your motivation or whatever they want to call that, like your tangible energy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But all of these things actually, you know, if um, Louise Hay, have you ever read her yeah. book, You Can Heal Yourself? Well, over Christ- Christmas time, I got sick again. And that's another story for a different day. But I, I tend to every two years get a flare up with my illness and I just really had to sit with a lot of things. Um, for one, I know we are divine beings living in a human, having a human experience. I mean, that's, I believe that. And a thing that I had to come to terms with is my body needs to eat meat and this body needs medical help. And I see this a lot out there that your body can heal itself. Yes. Um, and sometimes you have beliefs that are so deep in your body that you don't even know are running that sometimes it's okay to take the help. That's something I want to say, because I really beat myself up for a really long time about having to take medicine, but my body, um, And the way it was born in the seventies, it was brought up a certain way. (laughs) And I've, I've, I've gone vegan. I've been a vegetarian and every single time those things have brought me out of remission. Mm. So there's a point in this where, you know, you have to kind of say, all right, I decided to choose this body and this life at this time. And though I know I'm a divine being, I'm also on this planet and walking in this body And so that was an accepted moment, you know, so I read her book and one of the things in her book that I love is your illness or whatever ailment always starts on the energetic level. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard one to swallow. (laughs) 
Um, and that takes some time to be with. I would not run out and tell somebody with cancer, by the way, <laughs> breast cancer means you're giving too much away. You know, like that's something you have to arrive to. But I do see there's different messages around our well-being and that, you know, if you're not an enlightened being like Jesus Christ <laughs> level, then it takes time to grow to that place of being able to heal your body fully. I'm not saying I haven't seen it online or that I, you know, don't experience it through my own Reiki healings. But if you have deep, deep beliefs that you're not aware of, that's part of it too. And I think there's some spiritual bypassing on this that I've been seeing out there. So I hope you don't mind me getting on my soapbox for a minute. Um, <laughs> because it's really been, yeah. it's been something. And I think it's, everybody has their own journey, you know, and I like to call it the woo journey. Cause I like to use the word woo, um, wherever you find yourself on the woo path, right? Like, you know, I'm finally understanding that I am a medium and I'm accepting that word into my, my vernacular. But if you had asked me a year ago, I would have been like, I connect with the other side. That word wasn't, I wasn't ready for that word. Um, and words have power and energy and it's all about accepting. I wasn't ready to accept that part of myself yet. I wasn't ready. You know, I have to accept that my body or my beliefs need to have medicine. Right. But I think sometimes people are like, you can pass go and be there already. That's not the way the way is you understanding you, your gifts, Again, back to coaching. It's all about understanding who you are and empowering from within. I'm done with the soapbox part. <laughs> but like, I think this is also a big part of what we're seeing on the planet too. It's like, why did some people get the virus and others didn't? Right. You know, you can get lost on that question for hours, days, maybe years. Um, but if you understand you more, like, you know, um, don't, don't waste your time on that stuff is what I'm trying to say. Be more with you. Right. Um, and, and that I mean, cause I really beat myself up about taking the medicine, uh, cause it's immune suppressants. I'm literally taking medicine that shuts down my immune system. Okay. And that's kind of scary. That was scary for me. I'm like, well, wait, I need my immune system right now. Why am I like, it did logically make sense. And once you play with that, it, well, I got sick again. So anyway, there you go. I'm done. <laughs> well, and you understand in order to feel your best and in order, and it may actually now, because I'm not even going to go into medical suppose, suppose suppositions. That's the word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that honoring your needs yeah. as an individual and not feeling like you have to follow, you know, try it. You tried being vegan. I've tried being vegan. I've, you know, I've done, I was a vegetarian for a long time. And then when I was pregnant, my son wanted wurst and beer. What? Beer. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> so I would have like a little slip, a sip. I wasn't like, ah, yeah, but oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, is like honoring that and accepting that is so important. And I think too, and this might be really, really controversial, but I think the medical community gets a bad rap or whatever, but the whole thing is uh, most 
a lot of doctors go into it with the best intention. And you have to find somebody who supports you, who hears you, who sympathizes with you, who has your best care in mind. So, you know, and and nowadays we are at this cusp of medical, like Western medical intervention mixed with energy healing, mixed with Clangshaw, mixed with Eastern medical philosophies, if you want to call it that. Yep, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful because you're just like, it treats the person as a whole. And, and here's another thing I, I wanted to tag on that. If you don't mind, um, no, this has been a big part of my journey. Um, well-being is you have the power of your own well-being. So what I have learned my whole life is the doctor knows best and the doctor does not know best. They have a lot of education and that's great. And, um, and living in a foreign country as an American, I had to learn a lot of things. I'm sure you know what I mean. like, Whoa, they don't do preventative care. <laughs> I'm used to them telling me the next steps. Okay. So uh-huh. we, so we're going to check on this for a couple of weeks. You know, nope. You have to ask the right questions. And so that at first felt frustrating, but I know my body the best. And even though I was met with a lot of, I'm going to say it, misogyny. Mm-hmm. Um, if I took my husband on my appointments because he's the Dutch part of my family, <laughs> they would talk to him, but also they would talk to him because he's a him. And this is something women really need to learn. This is our body and they don't do enough education on our body. So we know best about our bodies at this point in time. That's another story again, <laughs> but it's about, this is another place of taking control, taking back power. I don't want to say control, but taking back your power. You are responsible for your well-being. So I fired a doctor and I got another doctor and you can't, and also with an empath, you cannot BS an empath. And I knew from day one, my doctor was just feeding me stuff. We need to understand why I'm taking this medicine. Like, and I've kept trying to educate him and I tried to make it okay. Cause my people pleaser was, you know, on, on board, you got, if you want to be well, you have to start reading books that feed you watching movies like the heel documentary. I had that on repeat for a while, like, you know, um, those things. So it is about empowering yourself, but I do see what you're saying. Yes. There are great doctors out there, functional practitioners who have, um, a medical Grey's anatomy degree in the background kind of thing. Um, and they're getting respected as well as a, actually more people are calling for it because we know symptom controlling is not what are, I mean, that's not what we need anymore. Right. We need the mental health help and we need the, you know, intervention on a spiritual level and we need less metals in our food and whatever else. And this whole organism, it's its own, um, entity that's different than Susan over there, you know, (laughs) and it needs to be respected as its own, not, Oh, when I see these symptoms, these are the three pills that go for that. So anyway, again, got on another soapbox. 
No, and I'm glad that you did that because there is, that is, you know, kind of the direction, like holistic, you know, taking care of everything and it being a person's responsibility to make sure that they find somebody who is going to address the, the root problem. And then we get back again to earth. We get back again to, like you said, nourishment is not just food. Yeah. Yeah. Nourishing your body in different ways. Right. yeah. Yeah. But also accepting who you are you know, that's the work I do, you know, and it starts there because we've been taught so many things to not really be in our own bodies. Right. We're taught about this part, the brain. We're not taught about dropping down into the heart and into the body. The body holds a lot of our information in different places. And also it's where our intuition is stored. I mean, once you start dropping into your body, you're going to hear things like go take a walk in the woods, you know, or like this plant was talking to you, to your friend, right? My friend. Yeah. 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 I talk to trees and hug them. Oh, yeah. um, it's amazing. They're really here to help us in a lot of ways. Um, but you know, if you had said that stuff 25 years ago, like I tried to, you go to a hospital, right. Susan's talking to trees. Right. Or you right. just picked it to yourself and you never told anybody else. And that's, that's what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love seeing about the internet is that we are sharing more of yeah. our personal experiences. And, you know, even you're writing a book or anybody who's writing a book right now, listening to this, I'm saying, yes, do it. Because all yeah. of this stuff was burned. Yes. People who were talking about it were either burned or ridiculed or kicked out of society. And now is our time to like, as one massive unit kind of uh, dictate. Yeah. 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 A lot of it was like the feminine teachings and things. Oh yeah. um, Words, words have been changed. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many things that we don't, really understand how much this society has been shaped to be a certain way for a certain amount of people. Right. Um, so there's some stuff to do, but you know what getting, I'm going to go say it again, getting back to you, you'll have those answers because a lot of this is encoded into your DNA. And, um, like I'm really about people learning about their own wisdom, trust that because we've been talked out of listening to that, you know, speaking about the book writing, I did not write my book for a year, (laughs) but I still had my guides every day. Hello, it's time to write that book. And I've always written fiction for fun and creativity because I, I'm a pretty creative, we're all creative and I love to create things. That's kind of one of my problems. (laughs) I get distracted with my creations. It's a good thing. And it's a bad thing. But I started writing a book um, last year around November because I have I have all these writers around me. My sister teaches creative writing in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, just I have writing in the blood, but I'm like not good enough. All of those things. We all have to work through those things. But also my intuition was like knocking on the door. Wow. And finally, the universe really, you know, conspired to make sure I listened and I, and I do intend on publishing this book right now. 
what I see the gift in this book writing is I'm, I'm remembering things I forgot. We are our own worst enemy. We can hide things. I was like, oh my God. And here is the gift of seeing what you can't see. As soon as I started seeing this stuff, you know, when you can see it, you can heal it. The next day I had a client call and my mediumship went up 50 levels. I was like, whoa, I've never been able to do it that way. This is the gift of really going deep. Um, and now I understand why they were begging me, just write the book, just write it, just please write this book. You know, like <laughs> I would get emails of influencers I follow and they don't have anything to do with book writing. And the title would be like, isn't it time you write your book now? And I'm like, oh my God. And then finally, the final straw was a good friend of mine and, and um, a fellow entrepreneur was finishing her third book. She's like, I'm going to be writing every morning. I'm going to open up a space. Anybody want to join me? And I was like, okay, now I have an accountability. Buddy. I'm, and I'm almost done. And I started in August back again, and it's almost done, but it's not about really about what I'm learning is it's another, I love to write to, to go deep. And, and here I am. I'm like, wow, 26 years later, I just released something huge that I hadn't seen. I mean, I'm still working it out because it's big. I know why I hit it, <laughs> but again, I just want to say here on this podcast, I teach in, how to tap into your intuition. And I'm going to confess fully that for a year, I was ignoring my own intuitive hits. We have to constantly practice and listen and trust because, you know, I had other things to do <laughs> and, and that's okay. And but I, I want to show that we're always learning how to trust ourselves and get back into listening and following that through. Because, I mean, we don't trust ourselves. We go to the doctor when we get sick because we don't know our bodies, you know, things. And yes, we have to have that. I'm not saying negate them totally, but when you get back into here and you get back to learning about what you are able to do and understand that, watch out. Right. <laughs> Life is going to get fun and, and easy, you know, easier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the things too, I've been thinking about like the dark night of the soul and, and when people get to that place where everything kind of collapses around them, it's usually because they haven't been following their intuition for enough, long enough time that their intuition is like, I've had you know, enough. Yeah. I've had enough. We need to shift things. And if you're not going to shift things, then, you know, yeah. yeah I mean, I and if that's your mission, right. <laughs> Like, you know, I mean, you're here for something. Everyone is, we're all here for a purpose and it's, it's about being honest. It's about understanding what that is. Sorry for the ring. Um, <laughs> and understanding yourself really, because once you do, it'll have its own, you know, ripple effect to other people, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it now by being, by hello, Shh. by writing this book, it's actually showing me, see, you're really releasing stuff. And when I tell people parts of the story, they're hearing something for themselves. So it's having that double effect, right? right. It's not just about me, it's, but it is, right. it is about me, but it's also about 
other people who need to hear that story. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So it always, I'm, I'm going to do it again. It always comes back to you. So. True. I mean, that's where the power is. Um, well, even anyway. when you're helping other people, it's like the wounded healer kind of thing too. Sometimes you're healing yourself by helping others. And that's what you're, yeah. you got on the call. It went deep. You're just like, Whoa, okay. This has opened up new things for me. But yeah. Also, oh God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But also somehow it probably touched a cord in you that needed to be healed as well and brought up a bunch of like intuitive suppressed information that was just like, yep. there like, hello, you just, you just dipped down into the well and pulled up a full bucket of, of lovely, wonderful stuff. Yeah. I love that, especially with this work, because I'll learn more about myself every time I do any kind of healing or coaching. Um, I'll get validated of my own gifts while I'm validating other people's gifts. So that's pretty bonus, you know, like, Whoa, cool. Mm -hmm. And usually whoever is placed before me is, you know, we attract what we need. We learn through relationships. And if you're a coach and a healer, you will learn through your own clients, something you also needed to see. Um, that's what I, why I love being a coach because I don't need to be an expert. You know, I know a lot of things I do. Sometimes I get the facts wrong. So I always tell people go online, check that one. (laughs) I'm not here to tell you stuff. And then you go do that stuff just the same way. I know that I'm, I'm a human and I use all of that. I use my whole, like, I just confess that I didn't follow my own intuition. (laughs) You know, I'm, I feel like what's happening on the planet now is that we need to learn from each other where we're at, not from a master, you know, or, you know, it's not this hierarchy anymore. Right. Helping one another see who we really are and what we're capable of anyway. Right. um, Right. And so often I get, like I said, I did all that work on my book and then I had a client session and then I saw the effect of working on my shadow, the shadow side right away. And I asked my guides in my head after that, I'm like, why wasn't I crying more? Cause she really had a breakthrough. And usually I'm like, "Ah." they're like, well, you're, you're moving into your empowered empath because you've done the work you've released that. So you can hold space better. And then I'm like, and also what was that about where I like was spot on also by doing, you know, like I'm having this conversation in my head <laughs> um, with my guides, but they were like, yeah, that's what, you know, and it's not like we're having this. I mean, this is a downloaded kind of conversation. Uh, right. It's it more just like comes right up. Yeah. This is why here's why yesterday you revealed this and now you're free to be more authentically yourself because you have less triggers blah, blah, blah. These are the benefits of doing inner work. And I love this stuff. And I could talk about it all day. (laughs) I I get you on that. I hear that completely. So if somebody wanted to book a session with you or find out more about your work, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, heartwhisperingmystic.com is my website. I do half hour, you know, no string attached calls where you can, you know, I usually pull a card or two for people just so that they can feel what it's like to work with me. I work with cards and coaching. I kind of do a blend and that's what I call a heart whispering. 
Um, I also am a Reiki master, so I do healing as well. So if they were interested, so you get like the whole thing when you work with me, I'm in the process of transitioning a few of my online services, but right now they could, you know, book a 30 minute call with me, see if what I have to offer fits them. I give you a little taste of it. And then we see, you know, if we're a fit and if I can help enhance your intuitive gifts, when you can find it right on my website. Okay. And that will be in the show notes for those of you who are watching the replay and it will be underneath in the comments on the YouTube and in the show notes on the podcast. So lots of places. (laughs) Yes. So I am going to let you get on with your day today. And it was wonderful speaking with you and, and hearing about your work and, and, yeah, letting you share your wisdom and experience with us. I really appreciate that. Thank you for giving me an opportunity. And um, I just enjoy talking to you, Susan. So I hope we keep doing that. And um, thank you for having me on your show or your podcast today. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Everybody, again, this is Susan DeFriend. I get it wrong. (laughs) It's with a V, V V-R-I-E-N-D. It does mean friend in Dutch. So (laughs) anyway, and you can find her at heartwhisperingmystic.com or you can email her directly at Susan, S-U-S-A-N at heartwhisperingmystic. That's H-E-A-R-T-W-H-I-S-P-E-R-I-N-G mystic, M-Y-S-T-I-C.com. And that's her handle on Instagram, Pinterest, and LinkedIn, she's Susan DeFriend. So, friend, friend. so okay. thanks again, everybody. This was Sue Ellis Seller from Spiritual Business Spotlight talking with Susan from Heart Whispering Mystics today. Take care. Have a great one. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.